Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak. I'm your host, Elena Fox-Starks. So, hey guys, I am back. We just went through a massive portal opening, as they say, because we had January 11th, 111. And the year that we're in is 2019, which makes it like a 12 year or a three year, but one, one, one is also important. Um, I listened to several channels and spiritual, um, teachers, I suppose on YouTube. There's, um, a lot of talk that one, one, one was a consciousness portal, a gateway of a lot more massive energy, bombarding us and boy I felt it I felt it I mean first in the I, I couldn't even sleep all night long in fact I fell asleep I didn't sleep at all all night and I fell asleep at 11 o'clock in the morning and I woke up around 3:40. but early in the morning um, I hopped in the shower about 7:30 and next thing I know it's 11:30 so I don't know if I'm missing time. <laughs> I mean, maybe I fell asleep while standing up in the shower. I don't know what happened, but I don't know if any of you had any uh, missing time during 111. I'd love to hear about it. In fact, this week I've had a lot of time anom- anomalies. Um, in my episode called uh, Chaos and Clouds, we had a lot of time anomalies. Um, a lot of weird things happening. And today again was another one of those weird days, but for all the twin flames out there, there was a couple people putting out there that, uh, January 11th was a day for the divine feminine to be anchored into the divine masculine part of the twin flame. So basically you know, one of you is more feminine, one is one of you is more masculine, and then the opposite. So a couple months ago, the male uh, masculine form of you was anchored fully in you if you were more feminine and in your twin, if he was more masculine than today during or yesterday during January 11th, he would have gotten the divine feminine uh I don't know, infusion. (laughs) In any event, we all need to be whole in order to meet our twin. So we have to be whole. You know, it's not like we're looking for our better half. (laughs) Um, We have to become a whole person first, and then we find our whole person in our twin. And they are like, well, they're like a reflection, like looking in a mirror. 
So when we meet them, supposedly they are a perfect reflection of us and we should understand each other perfectly, I guess. I haven't met mine yet, so hey, if you're out there, <laughs> I need you. Email me. <laughs> oh, God. I'm a little punch drunk because I, I just didn't really get much sleep. But I did have several bouts this evening um, while sitting and trying to drink a cup of coffee to get on and uh, record this episode for you guys. And I mean, I just fell asleep and just solid 40 minutes so strong overwhelming with energy tons of heat energy like hot feeling overwhelmingly hot feeling overwhelmingly sleepy and tired so those were the ascension uh symptoms for january 11th what so if you were overly tired you know don't beat yourself up don't think you're getting sick or anything it was just this massive energy that we we're being bombarded with So, um, yeah, speaking of mirrors, before I jump on and do my episode every night, I, uh, every night I, um, I do that method that I told you guys about, you know, where I clear my energy field and then I surround myself by white light and then I reflect back to anyone who's trying to bombard me with their energy. I reflect with mirrors and usually I've always been imagining uh, mirrors with a silver lining and I never even mentioned that because it just was in my mind, it was in my visualization and I just, I guess I never thought about it and today when I did it, copper, all I could see was mirrors that are lined with copper instead of silver. I don't know what that means. I'm going to have to explore it further. If I figure it out, I will let you know. But copper is an intense uh, conduit of energy. And I have met many people who work with copper. And they make copper sculptures, um, necklaces, um, bracelets to pull um, uh, toxins out of your blood. But also copper can help align your frequencies with that of the galactic center or the cosmic energies coming to us, um, higher energy forms, angels, you name it. People use it to connect to all the higher realms on the higher vibrations. <clears throat> so I don't know what this was and what this meant. It's weird. Cause it's always been silver. Every time I've done this visualization and today it was just copper. So maybe the people who need to hear that are hearing that right now. And maybe I confirmed something for you. So, and by the way, do you know what affirmations are when you say something or you see something or you get a sign from the universe? We'll go over signs from the universe, but, um, an affirmation is like, a an energy in your body that you're suddenly like you just affirmed something spiritually. So someone will say something and all of a sudden you're like, whoo, and you just feel like an air passed through you like a breeze or like, um, you know, almost like you're hit by a cloud, even if you're indoors this is, or, or the energy could be like a, um, tingling or goose pimply goosebump. 
you know, um, in Hawaii, they call it chicken skin, you know, so around the world, there's different words for it, but you know, when you get like kind of a, whoo, kind of a chill and then your, your skin stand, your, the hair in your arm stands up and you get the little, um, bumps, the goosebumps, I call them. Um, that's an affirmation. That's an affirmation. And, um, you know, we'll talk about angels later too, but another thing that happens when you get an affirmation is if you're in a room and all of a sudden everybody goes quiet at once and no one breathes and you could hear a pin drop, that means an angel has just passed overhead. And that's another form of affirmation. If, if you hear, ah, as soon as I said that, a big white light went streaking through my room. Oh, I wish this was on camera. I have an angel in here with me and now I'm getting my affirmations and my goose pimply skin right when I'm saying it. This is so weird. And I'm all alone in my room uh, recording this. So this is my eighth or ninth episode. I can't remember right now. I think it's my, my ninth episode right now. And I did want to give you guys a heads up. I'm trying to make this a daily podcast for at least at minimum the first 30 days. And I have a goal to get it in the can, as they say, um, basically finished and all the music added and published and uh, distributed to all the platforms that it's on by midnight California time. So like right now it's one o'clock in the morning, um, Ecuador time. And we are three hours ahead of California time. So that's going to be always my goal. So if you were trying to figure out what time I have this done or what days I'm going to do it, I just want to give you guys a heads up. So that is pretty much my, um, I don't know, announcements as it were. Um, Today we're going to talk about something strange. Uh, Again, strange is usually strange, isn't it? So time. Now, the topic of time is really intense. Like, time is something you cannot get away from. And I'm going to talk about later down the line about timelines, hopping timelines, um and time uh, cycles there's all kinds of time we'll discuss that later but right now um, I'm going to talk about something that brother Yeheshua came and told me in 2006 something he taught me which is really neat I hope you guys love this okay (laughs) this is something I've used in my life and I I freaking love it So, um, basically I was meditating and not going to lie. I had, um, smoked the sacred weed, the sacred plant. And I connected with the spirit of the cannabis sativa plant. And she was always with me when I would do these experiments with, um, intense, deep, deep, deep meditation, you know, play music, raise the vibe, um, 
pray to God, incense, white light. My husband and I used to do stuff like this all the time. Um, and we would sit, we would smoke and sit in meditation together and really, really, really raise our vibes. I mean, for our whole house was, um, every room had a different color and all the colors were related to Reiki and raising the vibration of our home. I mean, we had crystals in every room. We, you know, just, we did it right. We literally feng shuied, <laughs> that literally feng shuied the hell out of the house <laughs> so that when people would walk into our home, it felt like heaven for them. And so in 2006, I was, um, kind of, uh, just kind of doing a normal daily thing. I think I was in the fridge getting something out of the fridge and this has happened to me a couple times where I'd be in the fridge and brother Heisha would be like, Hey, little sister, I got it. I got to tell you something. So I went and sat down, meditated. And he said, look, this is the thing. I'm going to show you a trick. And this is the trick. And so I shut my eyes and I meditated and he gave me a visual image of like, um, if you ever notice in super old movies, like in New York city, when there's like a newsroom, they'll show like this, um, system of tubes and they're like, uh, they look acrylic, but there's some kind of a plastic and people will just shove mail or shove, um, a package or something and it'll just go, it'll make this sound like, and it's gone. Okay. So it's kind of like that. Or what I saw in my image that he was giving me was almost, it was like that, or it was almost like a, um, <laughs> a hamster habit trail. <laughs> I used to have ha- a hamster when I was 12 years old in the 1970s. And, uh, I had a hamster habit trail. So I don't know if they even call it that now, but you know, the plastic tubes that hamsters like to crawl around in, but they're clear and see-through and you could watch as they're crawling around in it. So (laughs) if you don't know what the hell I've just referenced those two things, I will give you a third uh, way to visualize this. Okay. So he showed me, and he said, this is your spine, but it's almost like you compress your spirit down and you go into your spine. And when you're in your spine, your consciousness, and then you go straight up through your, uh, crown chakra in the very dead center of your spine. And through that, the visualization that he showed me was like, I was in a long, long cylinder and the cylinder was like see-through and I went straight up and after I reached quite a ways above my body in my consciousness he showed me that there is like a network or a series or a matrix or even a grid of these all over the planet and everybody has one right And they're like lines. When you look at it from a distance, it just looks like pure white lines. But when you're in your own, it's like you're in a a cylinder, cylindrical tube that you could see through and you go straight up. And he told me if you go to the right and if you run to reach the top of this, it makes like a T, like a cross, like a Tau, like, you know, just the 
you know, Tao is T-A-U. It's the letter for, um, it's the Hebrew letter for T and it's called Tao. And if you get up to the top and when you go to the right, there's another cylindrical tube going to the right. And if you go very slowly, you're going to go forward in time in your life where you are right now. And if you go to the left, you go backwards. If you go very slowly, you'll go backwards. So you could visit yesterday to remember something in this way. You know, you forget where you put something, you forget a bank account number. You can go backwards in time very slowly and find that thing, that lost object. Remember what was said because you forgot Um, I think you could probably do this if you're trying to remember a specific lecture that you need to remember in order to ace a test. And it only takes a matter of seconds. Once you get good at this, you could go backwards and forwards in time in your own life pretty rapidly. Well, he showed me that if you go very, very, very far up and then you turn your consciousness downward and look where you came from. You're going to see your life as a series of lights and it looks like, um, optic light fibers. And when you look up and down, it's just like a highway of a steady stream of white light. But now check this out. If you ask your divine guidance, you ask your spiritual um, oversoul or your higher self. And you say, I would like to know my future days in which I need to be aware of danger. You're going to see little red lights will start to pop up in your future. And then you put your consciousness, you just focus on that light and you say, I want to be there and foop, you'll be right back into your body in the future, but you're going to be able to look around as if you're really there, see what's happening. And you're going to be like, Whoa. (laughs) And if you want to go in the past, you could do it again. And if so, so at least for me, if I look, ask for something, a warning of danger, things I need to look out for, they always pop up as little red dots. And if I look up, if I look for things of where I'm going to have crystal clarity, spiritual clarity, that comes usually for me as like a yellow or a golden light. So when I look along my timeline in the future and I see golden light, boom, I go there and I see, and I just say, okay, I want to know what my future holds. What is something imperative for me to know? And I asked brother, Yeshua, what is imperative for me to know? For my future, what do I need to know is going to happen? Because I don't really like surprises, brother. I need to know. So he guided me and he showed me a little light in the future. And I, he said, focus on the light, focus on the light until it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And you're almost like hurtling towards it. Like you're almost like a star or a meteor falling to earth. And that's what you can see yourself as and you hurdle towards that star that point of light and I did that and I just boom popped into this body it was my body and it was me but it felt like not me and it felt like at that time I thought it was a potential future timeline not actually my timeline at the time 
and I was sitting at a very tiny little desk with my little tiny laptop. The desk was kind of an ugliest yellow and I was sitting in a little chair and there was only one other chair and the room was very dark because the lights didn't work very well. The floor was painted red and it was just a very sad, pathetic little room. And I lived there with my kids and I did not have my husband with me. And the overall energy and feeling of it was very, very sad and a little dangerous, a little scary. And I immediately hopped back into my body at that time, back in 2006. And I just, whoo, I said, boy, brother, I don't want to live that life. That sucks. That sucks. I don't want to be there. That's horrible. It's horrible. And he said, well, little sister, it's, you know, your potential future. I don't know. I mean, if you change it, but you know, this is, and I'm like, well, I think it was a end of, you know, future life. And he said, okay. And he kind of dropped it and he didn't tell me anymore because it's only for me to discover. It's not for him to tell me. And so I just thought that's not going to happen. Went in, hugged my husband, gave him a kiss. And, you know, we hung out. Finish our meditation, watch Frasier, you know, typical night holding hands. Life is good still, right? Well, (laughs) fast forward to 2012, six measly years later, my husband's been dead for two years after uh, becoming very violent and then uh, very mean, forcing me to divorce him. And then he died of brain cancer. And I'm sitting in a little motel in Guatemala at Lake Atitlan at night exactly in the room that I saw myself in and um, the element of danger was a man had gotten drunk on the Independence Day and broke my son's arm yeah the same son that got hit by the car I know what you guys are thinking he was going to hit by car two days ago had his arm broke I mean he's got some really shit karma but he's doing really well with it he's like he's a trooper and he's he knows, he knows. I mean, even on the way to the hospital two days ago, he's like, yeah, I know this is something I had to go through. There's a greater spiritual meaning to it. There's a purpose and it's my karma and I accept it. And I love God and I trust. I I have a spiritual awareness of it and I trust. So whatever the flock I need to go through, you know, basically is his attitude. What's a great attitude. I mean, I was ready to kill the guy. I mean, I sat there for like an hour and a half, like, trying to calm down um my reptilian mode and my brain kicked in and I was just like I'm gonna murderize him you know it was horrible and it took me a while to calm down and I finally did you know whoo sometimes you gotta calm down those Irish genes you know that fighting Irish (laughs) oh god but uh I mean brother Yeheshua taught me this technique and he said now sister there's something else that you need to know and I'm like well brother I don't understand like if I could go forward in time and I could go backwards in time why and I'd heard this I'd read it in books and he and he confirmed it for me he said look time is fluid and it can be changed to a certain extent but all time exists right now that means your future 
of this life, of this timeline, exists right now. And that means that your future lifetimes, whether on this planet or on the next, in the third or fifth or seventh dimension or wherever the hell you're going to live in the future, that exists right now and you can visit it because you are always you your soul is always yours like you are who you are and so he told me you could go back in the past and he showed me you go to the right to go to the future you go to the left to go to the past and you could turn your your spirit around if it makes more sense to you to go forward to go visit your future and to go backwards to visit your past. You just turn yourself around and go behind you where you were just, you know, the way you were just standing. So however you are in your room, doesn't matter. You don't have to face East or West or anything. You just, wherever you are, imagine that you're in the habit trail, hamster habit trail thing. You know, you're in that cylindrical tube. You go up, up, up. You go to the right or to the for or forward to go to the future and to the back. You or go backwards to go to the past. And you could go farther back than this life. You could go back to your birth. You could go back to your conception. You can go back to a past life. You could go back to all the past lives. Before Earth existed, you could go back if your soul is that old or at least to the beginning of this earth. So wherever your soul comes from, you can go back. So I've done it. I played around with it. I don't do it a whole lot, but when I have a question, I will do this. So I have been questioning who is my twin flame. I want to see his face. And I have had dreams of his face and I've asked God, please allow me to go forward in the future to see a little snippet or a clip of something we're going to do together. And I saw, um, that he wants to take me to Niagara Falls on our honeymoon because it's super old fashioned and therefore kind of weird. And that the day that we were going to have a picnic, it was so loud by the falls and so incredibly wet. (laughs) He's like, this is insane. I don't want to get our bread wet. So he moved all the furniture in our hotel and we sat on the floor and had a picnic that he had gathered up all the stuff while I was in the shower. And I come out of the shower and there's like rose petals everywhere. And it was so romantic. And I'm like, I cannot wait to meet my twin. You know, now, of course, I hope he doesn't hear this because now I'm just going to think, well, you heard my idea, right? But this is what I saw in the future. I don't know if it's absolutely my future. I hope to God it is. That would be wonderful. But it's maybe a potential because it's fluid and we have free will. You know, um, I've been able to project my consciousness into the future of friends, even before I learned this technique. You know, my friend Jenny, I I told her, hey, uh, I'm going to put myself into your future because you're wondering about love. And I saw her get in the wrong truck because there's a guy who has an old jalopy like hers. And she wasn't thinking, you know, she was just kind of doing her own thing in her own head. 
like sometimes we do and she just gets in the wrong truck and she's like what the hell why isn't the key not starting my truck because <laughs> it wasn't her truck and he comes out and he's a super handsome um, age appropriate for her so slightly older man and he was handsome he had a long braided ponytail down his back and he was um, Native American and he was from a local tribe in California I'm like this guy is so good looking he's so sweet He's slightly overweight, but I mean, handsome. Oh my God. And, and I said, and he's a toy maker. He makes toys for children because he fancies himself in his mind like a Santa Claus, although he might not ever admit it out loud, but he makes old fashioned wooden toys the way that they did 150 years ago, you know, like whittling it by hand. And, but he has machines to make some wooden toys. And she's like, Oh, that sounds so amazing. Right. And and like the next day we're driving around and I saw a truck that looked just like hers. I'm like, oh my God, look at that. That might be his truck. And she said, screw this bull, bull crap. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Just whatever. Love sucks. Relationships suck. Whatever. Blah, blah, blah. A month later, she called me. She said, I got in the wrong truck. And I'm like, yep. And she said, yeah, I saw the guy and I was all embarrassed and I ran away. And I, I said, forget it. I don't want love. I don't want it. So it is fluid and <laughs> we do have free will. So what I saw was a potential. It was a beautiful, I mean, she was so happy in the life that I saw with him, but he didn't have money and he didn't have much, but he had a whole lot of love and a whole lot of joy that he could have provided for her, but she didn't want it. She ended up moving back to LA we were up in, um, off of Colfax Highway up in Nevada City, Grass Valley, California at the time. And, you know, so we, we have choices, you know. I mean, I see potential futures, you know, with um, people that are around me. And then I see potential futures with my twin that I haven't even met yet. And I'm choosing my twin. I want to be with him. I need my guy to come and get me. Yeah, I know he's on his way to me. I feel it. I feel him at night. So, but we have different futures. We have different things planned, you know? I mean, I've, I've seen myself winning an award on stage at the Academy Awards. And um, I'm a screenwriter, so, I mean, I don't know. Wah! That was funny. Quack. <laughs> Forgot to turn off my notifications again. Darn it. <laughs> I think it's like the third or fourth show out of nine that I forgot. So it's kind of funny, <laughs> synchronicity uh, when it happens. But I have, <laughs> I have seen myself on stage accepting that award and saying those words I've longed to say for a long time. I'd like to thank the Academy. So, um, you yeah, know, I hope that happens. And I, and I am looking out into the audience and I'm seeing the man that I'm married to. It's my twin flame. Uh, he's in his tuxedo and he's smiling and beaming at me. You know, and... Um, when I first saw that visualization, when I first saw that future, my husband wasn't the one beaming at me and I was married happily at the time when I first saw that. I was scared. I was like, wow, you know, where the hell, where the hell is he? Why isn't he supporting me? And now I know because he was, he was died. So I don't know if you want to play around with time this way, 
it's a potential for you. It's a fun tool. Use it wisely. Take everything in the future with a grain of salt because you know what? Time is fluid. Don't forget that. People have free will. You have free will. Nothing is set in stone. You know, when you go um, backwards in time, though, it's very interesting. You could see your past lives and you could. So like, say you made a mistake and you're like, God, what does this relate to? And you could go back in time and find out. You know, if you need to heal somebody, if you need to heal yourself, you know, like uh, my uh, my um, ex-brother-in-law, God rest his soul, another one of my people that have passed already, he um, was a diabetic since birth, practically. I think they called him a brittle diabetic. Brittle, I think, is the word they used. But he... Um, would go into shock. I mean, you know, in his later years, he had to have like a pump that pumped insulin into his system. Like he had a needle stuck into his skin at all times, just to squeeze that pump. If he, um, felt, you know, low in blood sugar. Cause I mean, he was like, it was volatile. It was a horrible thing. So he came to my husband and I and lived with us for three weeks. And he said, I want to know why, what the hell, where did this come from? And we, we did past life regression on him. And it's because in a past life, he, uh, had stolen a, a loaf of bread to feed his wife and his son. And they caught him and they threw him in jail. And he said it was like in Spain or something. And like a hundred couple hundred years ago medieval times maybe and he had the the bread cost him 25 years of his life when he got out his wife was dead and his son was a grown man and didn't want anything to do with him and he couldn't find him like or like when he did finally find him he didn't want anything to do with him and he almost starved to death and he got out of there and he was very weak and very skinny and he had nothing and no money. He was completely a broken man. So when he's born into this life, he came in as a broken man and it was always related to food. And he never forgave himself. So in this life, we did the past life regression and he had to, uh, he had to forgive himself and love himself and know that even though other men took his freedom away because of stupid laws and the laws are stupid people shouldn't starve that's why we need basic income in our future but you know so that no one has to starve to death and no one has to go to jail for stealing a loaf of bread but he had to forgive himself for that that's like powerful right so if you can go to your past and see where things relate, you know, like maybe you have a fear of dogs. Where does that come from? Go back in your past and explore it. And you can use this uh, hamster habit trail <laughs> visualization. But um, I think I've been thinking about uh, starting a Patreon page and for my people who will subscribe and I'll let you know in future episodes as soon as this is available on all platforms I will open up the Patreon Um, the thing is I was thinking about doing future life progression hypnosis and past life regression hypnosis 
and putting that as special rewards for my, um, for my biggest fans, my top subscribers to this podcast. It might be something you would be interested in. Um, I'll do a lot of hypnosis. I'm a professional certified clinical hypnotherapist. And I got my degree in, in, um, uh, 19, how oh, was it? 1997. And out of the top graduating class, my husband and I, there was like 2,600 people in our graduating class at the ceremony. And he and I were number one and number two out of all those people. But, and we never, we, they knew we were in a relationship and they never told us which one was number one. He always said it was me. I always said it was him, you know, and we, we were never told, but so I am a professional and I had a practice in grass Valley for a long time. And when I lived in paradise, California, God rest paradise, California soul. <sighs> I was there 10 years and I had a practice there. I would go to people's homes. I'd make house calls, go to their work, you know, meet them in parks. You know, um, I didn't have a, an office per se, but I, I still made house calls with my hypnosis and I would see people over the phone even. And, you know, now I could do it over Skype actually, which would be interesting. But I feel like, um, you know, that's something I want to do in the future. So I'm hoping that you guys can use this technique. I hope that this has been a very profound and interesting episode for you because it's it's just oh it's a weird tool it's something i've never heard anybody ever talk about this tube <laughs> so i don't know i mean for me it's been a real thing and actually if any of you try it please send me a message on anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical Go there and there's a, a way. In fact, if you download the app, you could just shoot a message right on over to me. I will play it on the air. Um, I want to have a further discussion about this because I think this is very, very fascinating. So I'm going to look at other aspects of time in future episodes, including timelines, timeline hopping, timeline jumping, the Mandela effect, and what happens to our consciousness um, if the whole world blows up. <laughs> Because that's something that's a theory. So all kinds of stuff related to time. But today it was just about your personal timeline that you're on right now, moving forward and backwards and how to do it. So let me know uh, what you all think. And for now, until tomorrow, I'm signing off with peace and joy and the high vibes of the Holy Fifth Dimension. Be well and be at peace.
Metaphysical Soul Speak is run on sponsors and listener support. This means listeners like you. If you are so inclined to support my efforts and my little podcast, please visit me at anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical and pledge an amount of your choosing today. Thank you.